everybody. This is the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited today. We are getting to interview one of our favorite hall stars. We're talking to Tammy Gillis, and we're so excited to get to talk to her about her many projects. And I'm Rachel, and Amber is here. Hi, everybody. And uh, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Um, yeah, I guess I could. I'm Tammy Gillis. I'm an actress. Uh, I love working on Hallmark projects and hired uh, you to become an actor. Well, I was kind of always that kid that, you know, tried to get attention in some way because I'm the middle child now, you know, middle child syndrome. I totally have that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would do things to sort of get attention from my family. Um, and one of my friends from my childhood, we used to put on like these rope swing shows that we thought were really amazing, but were really lame probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I was in high school, um, uh, a new English teacher came to our school. Her name is Darlene Grimstead. And she started a theater program, um, a drama club. And so I started doing plays in high school uh, because I'm from such a super, super small town that, you know, if you kind of don't do everything, then nothing really happens. So um, the very first play I did, I played grandpa, <laughs> not grandma, but grandpa, because there were no boys in our drama club. Um, and then I just, I kind of got hooked on it then. But being from such a small town in rural Manitoba, I never, I'd, I'd like I'd never really met any um, professional actors or really even thought that was like an option mm -hmm. uh, until I was in university and then I was out with some friends and I got scouted by a modeling agency and they signed me on and I very quickly learned I did not really enjoy modeling <laughs> <laughs> but I like the acting aspect of it because um, I started auditioning for commercials and I booked some commercials and then in university I started taking theater for my electives Mm -hmm. and classes in Winnipeg and then that's how it all began. Cool that's really neat. Uh, um, so what was your favorite play that you were in? Well uh, in my grade 12 year we did MASH so I got to play Hot Lips Houlihan. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So that was, uh, that was really fun. So I noticed on your uh, IMDb, you've done a lot of different episodes of different shows. And I was just curious uh, uh, what, if there were any particular ones that stood out the most that were particularly memorable of the various episodes you've done of different shows. Huh. Well, it's like, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I always find that there's something about each project I work on that I really love. Um, so I really love, well, one show, a J-Pod that aired on HBO Canada. It's a comedy. It's a pretty dark comedy. Um, it was a really fun experience for me because I got to be really, really crazy. <laughs> and I also got the opportunity to work with Mark McKinney, who used to be on like Kids in the Hall. And he's been on Saturday Night Live a whole bunch of times. And he's currently one of the stars of Superstore. Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah yeah so that was really cool um just also because i hadn't really been able in, to do much comedy so he directs very much in the same way that 
Judd Apatow does in that, you know, you'll, you'll do the scene and then he'll still start throwing out lines and like, you just got to kind of stay in it and just go with it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you never know. You can, you can strike gold um, with like some improv dialogue. So that was really, really fun. And then a show that I just shot last year called ghost wars, which is on sci-fi right now. And on Netflix around the world, except in the U.S. <laughs> um, that was a really fun show because I'd worked with the two of the executive producers on a couple of different shows before, and there were also there was a lot of local Vancouver people in it, as well as Meatloaf, um, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Kim Coates, and that was just super fun because it's a unlike anything I've ever done before I played a mercenary so kind of like a highly skilled operative so I got to you know like chase chase people have them chase me I got to shoot bad guys I got to (laughs) fly in a helicopter it was sort of living my action hero dream (laughs) that's amazing did you grow up watching kind of Hallmark style uh, movies rom-coms kind of things things uh is it something that you that you liked yeah christmas rom-coms movies. are my favorite and christmas movies yeah absolutely and i find like even now i'll you know something will come on and all of a sudden i'll get hooked into it because i'll recognize someone <laughs> and then like two hours later i'm like where did that what happened <laughs> but yeah like i love romantic comedies i always have and there's like no bad romantic comedy for me because they always make you laugh and make you smile. Your first Hallmark movie, what a Hallmark project was a novel romance. Actually, we go way back to, Oh, the first one I did is funny because I was talking with someone about it today. The very first one I did was called the mermaid chair and I thought it was home by Christmas and it might've been home by Christmas first. They just may have aired it differently. Um, Mm -hmm. So what was that like? The well home by Christmas was um, uh, my only Christmas movie I've done (laughs) (laughs) for some reason. I'd get like the rom-coms and I get the murder mysteries on Hallmark. Um, but that was really fun because I got to work with, uh, uh, Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I've been a huge fan of hers from Terminator for sure. And she had like, she was just really cool and still like super fit and just, yeah, like a really, really cool woman. And you were just like, I'm living the Terminator right now. (laughs) Well, it was funny because I was playing um, her ex-husband's new wife. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason they told me they cast me is because I kind of looked like her. Mm -hmm. So, which would infuriate her character more, obviously, if, you know, her husband sort of traded her in for a newer version. (laughs) And it was funny because on the first day of filming, we had already sort of chatted in the hair and makeup trailer. So I knew she was like totally lovely and super cool. But on set, when we got to set, she acted like she hated me. And (laughs) everybody was like, oh my God, what did you do to Linda? (laughs) And I'm like, she's joking around. And like, she kept it going for a little while. And then eventually she was like, ah, I gotcha, everyone. I was like, (laughs) I like, 
Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) Yeah. What's it like to be on a Hallmark movie? Is it a stressful experience? Is it a fun experience? It's never like, the thing is, is it's, it's a movie, it's a production, you know, and they can be a stressful environment at times because it's always like having directed and produced now, like I understand the production side of it. You're always kind of putting out fires and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But generally speaking, they're always like a really great atmosphere because the message that is sent in so many Hallmark projects is one that's positive. Um, And also generally the cast is always really, really great. Like we're used to sort of being thrown into this new family in a short period of time and you work really long days. So generally speaking, everybody's really great and really friendly and you just bond together really quickly. Did uh, two Science Seal Delivered uh, projects. Uh, what was that like? I did. That was so much. I loved working on those movies. The postable fans are just incredible. Um, it was it was cool because the first one uh, that we shot, Science Seal Delivered, Truth Be Told, I at that time didn't know there was going to be a second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my first day of shooting, uh, the executive producer, Mar- Martha Williamson, she pulled me aside and was like, okay, I have a secret to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what is it? She's like, we're doing a sequel to this storyline. And I'm like, no way. Um, so she shared with me a lot of what was going to be in the second one, but mm-hmm. she would, and it was unusual because Hallmark greenlit the sequel before even reading a script. Um, and that was one of the first times I guess Hallmark had ever done that. Um, so she was right in the middle of writing it while we were shooting the first one. Um, and that was really a really incredible experience because I did a lot of research about like females in the military and what it would be like to have been held captive for two years in Afghanistan, like what mentally that may have done to my character. So I studied up on a lot of like post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. um, cause she was really, she, she gave me such great insight and there was like a three month um, period in between filming that I could then have the opportunity to do all this research mm-hmm. um, because she was like, you need to think about what would have been, been like would you, you know, would you have been hurt? Would you have been psychologically damaged? Like how, where would you have like been kept? Where would you have slept? Um, so it went from being, and like, that was really fun because I got to kind of do part of my stunts in that. And like, there's one scene where there's an explosion and we're getting into a helicopter after rescuing a wounded soldier and there's an explosion and I fall out of the helicopter and that's how they capture me. So I got to do like a, some action hero-y stuff in that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, clearly I want to do more action hero stuff. Um, but that was, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was, it's just, it's, it's a special movie for me especially the second one impossible dream um the reunion 
be the scene where I'm reunited with my daughter mm-hmm. and my dad. It's like funny, even thinking about it right now, it gets me emotional because it was just like, there was so much weight in that scene. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of hilarious because every single take we did myself and the other lead female characters, especially from mm-hmm. sign sealed, um, Kristen Booth and Crystal Lowe, we would all start crying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't be able to. It's amazing. <laughs> Every single take, we start crying. And the director was like, Tammy, you might want to save some of that for, like, your coverage. And I'm like, I can't stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've done a little bit of, of everything. Uh, do you like that? Like, mixing it up, doing some comedy, doing some drama, yeah, action? Yeah, I try, yeah, I try really hard um, to make sure that I'm not sort of stuck in one thing because I get, I get bored really quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So it's like, if I feel like I'm playing kind of the same character over and over again, I, it's just like, it doesn't sit well with me. And I've actually, you know, had conversations with my agents where I've said, you know, I want to sort of take a break from doing these kinds of characters and I want to see what else we can explore and what else we can open up because mm. I love to be challenged I'm terrified by it but I also really love being challenged by different roles yeah that's really cool so uh unleashing Mr. Darcy that was one of the first times I remember seeing you in Hallmark uh, <clears throat> what was that experience like oh that was so fun uh, I really loved working with Cindy Busby. She has so much energy and she's just, so, she's just such a good and fun, caring person. So mm-hmm. we really hit it off. Um, and then the rest of the cast were, were really incredible. Like we all really bonded. And I think that's probably partly due to Frances Fisher. She invited us all to go to this movie like, a day or two before we started filming and it the movie was like one of the saddest movies I've ever seen in my life so (laughs) there was like 15 of us and we're all strangers to one another all sitting together in the dark all bawling our eyes out but being kind of embarrassed because (laughs) you're with essentially strangers but and I think that Francis did this on purpose um, because it immediately bonded us all because we just went through this experience of, you know, this traumatic event. <laughs> um, and it really brought us all closer together. And then, of course, the dogs in the movie were amazing. <laughs> yeah, your, sh- your shared pain you had together, huh? Yeah, shared pain. <laughs> it was funny, though, like the puppies and all the show dogs. <laughs> Share- your shared pain and Sharpay's. Yes. Ah, good one. (laughs) Um, That was a, we, yeah, loved working around all those dogs. Yeah. Well, we interviewed Cindy, so she said similar things. She was very fun. So we, we uh, can tell that she's fun to work with. Yeah. I think you are officially the busiest person at Hallmark this year because you've already had three movies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been really lucky. Uh, that's for sure. And they, they were, it's interesting because, well, the sweetest heart we shot in, I want to say 
end of January, early February, and that's airing on Saturday. So yeah, the, the turn is quite quick. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so I also seen you in Wedding Bells. Wedding Bells, that was fun. Yeah, I liked that one. It was sort of uh, the, uh, the having the sort of the wedding planners. Uh, and, and I liked the way that, that uh, you and uh, your fiance in the movie that uh that I, f- I feel like you weren't one of the insufferable horrible brides that i hate um, <laughs> and uh because that's my like least favorite hallmark thing is is bridezillas um right. but uh but and you guys just realized that oh we're actually this is not like you're very grown up about it <laughs> which is good and i like that movie a lot i think it's really good oh thank you yeah I make it like the thing is is like I have two sisters and one of them definitely was a bridezilla (laughs) 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 um so it's like I can understand like where that frustration comes from for them but also you know I, I don't want people to totally hate my character you know so I try to make an effort to definitely show all sides of the character and especially like the really human sides that everybody can relate to right yeah well I think like you guys saw the fact that they were falling in love and you could say well what's different than what we're experiencing you know like we should be where they're at and yeah we're the ones getting married so i I like that i also love in that movie it's the only one where they kind of break up and they have this like this period without each other and then they they end up getting together but i i felt like that was really unusual for hallmark that to kind of have you know usually just ends on oh we've been dating for we've we've uh been together for a week and we're going to get, we're going to get married. I kind of liked that they had this sort of in between period in that movie, but, and, and you guys were like, have you called her? Have you called him? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) So, yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, so you had directed, uh, a web series, the support group. Is that something you want to do more of is directing? Yeah, definitely. Um, The support group was a web series created by these three women um, that I, when I have time, I coach and teach actors and I haven't done it that much for the last couple of years because I've been so busy, but I previously had worked with them and they wanted to do something to sort of showcase their talent and they created this and they knew that I was looking for something to direct and I read it and I thought it was cute and it was an opportunity to do more comedy, but also it was an opportunity for me to sort of get my feet wet directing and see if I liked it or not. And Mm -hmm. I found that I really, really enjoyed doing it a lot. Um, So that's, that's made me sort of try to look for more projects to direct and also write some projects Mm -hmm. um, that I possibly am going to direct. 
Wow. So you just want to have, have as many uh, sort of irons, irons on the fire as possible. Huh? That's right. <laughs> and one of the things that I love about homework too, is that there's so many of uh, the women that are sort of like the, the hallmark, the main hallmark women that are producing their own projects um, mm -hmm. and being heavily involved in that. It's, uh, it's really inspiring. And I think it's really amazing that hallmarks giving these women these opportunities um, it's like Rachel Lee Cook from Frozen in Love. She executive produced that. And she also came up with the storyline for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I worked with Rachel on a movie like seven or eight years ago in Montreal. And we've been friends ever since then. So it was cool to talk to her and, you know, hear about her producing experience and like the support the network has given her. So it's like, if I eventually fall down that path, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> what does actually go into producing a Hallmark movie? What is, is that just sort of coordinating everything kind of going on or what? It kind, what of, do do? It kind of depends on what kind of producer you are. Um, but like generally uh, if you're more of like, the line producer that's like you're organizing all the crews and getting all that stuff together and but like when you're executive producing um it's it's over it's kind of like you're overseeing everything and mm -hmm. also one of your jobs as an executive producer is to really make sure that everything's staying on track and telling the story that you that you want to tell because there are so many different people involved uh, sometimes people can make a decision about something that it's not going to fit and it's going to stand out in a weird way so you kind of have to be paying attention to everything all the time and it's it's that job in and of itself is really challenging but when you're executive producing and also starring in the movie it's it's a, it gets a little crazy um mm. And like, just thinking about Rachel on Frozen in Love, she was there every single moment, every single day from beginning to end, as well as at times, obviously having to act in the scene. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I always wondered what, what that really entailed producers. Uh, so uh, you had been in, a, in an indie film uh, recently, uh, Men Menorca. Menorca. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that. Um, Menorca was uh, a really an interesting experience. Um, I'd worked with the writer director of Menorca previously, like fifteen years ago. He like cast me in one of the first things I ever did, which was like a really low budget independent short film, mm -hmm. <laughs> and. Um, I ran into him uh, at Christmas when I was back. I'm originally from Manitoba in Winnipeg. Um, and I ran into him at like a shopper's drug mart and we sort of were catching up and I asked what he was up to. And he said he wanted to um, direct a feature film. And I was like, that's awesome. Keep me in the loop. <laughs> so when time came for them to start casting, uh, I found out about it and they asked if I would, you know, tape for the lead role. And I did, and I got it. And, um, it was, it's a really dark movie about this really unhappy woman that 
does bad things to kind of make herself feel better, make herself feel alive. And she takes off, she steals the van and she takes off at her, from her son's soccer practice. And her son calls her and he tells her not to come home. And for the first time that really affects her. And she decides that he is one of the most important things in her life. So she tries to win him back uh, by going on this even crazier journey um, and where she takes his pet rock and she wants to take it back to Menorca, which is an island in Spain. Because mm -hmm. the previous year, he brought the rock from Menorca to I guess I don't I don't even know if they stipulated that it's Manitoba Winnipeg Manitoba and he as kids seven-year-old kids may think he felt like he stole it and that he should and he was really upset and he really wanted to return it and we were like well that's impossible because that's Menorca and that cost us thousands of dollars <laughs> <laughs> um so my crazy or Claire's crazy idea that she comes up with is that if she returns the rock there and lets him know that maybe he'll forgive her because she does this grand gesture. Mm. Um, so it was great because I got to shoot in Winnipeg for three weeks, but I also got to shoot in Spain for a week. Mm. And uh, it's a independent film that we made for about $250,000. And we were really lucky because it's played all around the world. Um, it's played at film festivals all around the world. It's been in theaters in Canada and the U.S. And it's currently on Netflix um, in the U.S. And I think it's on, it's on like Amazon and iTunes in Canada. But that was, um, that was a really great experience. And I learned so much about what it takes to get an independent film scene, especially if you don't have a lot of money to market it. So I, you've been in several of the murder mystery movies and obviously most recently, um, The Deadly Deed. Um, and so I was wondering, you know, what's it like going into one of those projects where they have, you know, a recurring cast who probably already has some chemistry and then going into it and trying to establish yourself as someone who they know previously. Um, and like with the case with Jason Cermak, where you are his sister that we haven't really met before. Um, what, how's that kind of dynamic when you're on set? Um, it, it was, it was actually pretty easy for me to just sort of jump in. Cause I knew Jason, I've known Jason for a number of years. Mm -hmm. So we were excited just to have the opportunity to work with each other finally. Um, and then I actually, <laughs> such a small world, um, Colin Ferguson and I were in, the first ever movie of the week I did for ABC called Inside the Osmonds. So I had the uh -huh. opportunity to work with him like 15 years ago. So it was really cool to be able to work with him again now and just like see how far we've come since then. Mm -hmm. um, and then also John Cassini, who is, played John or Jim Hopkins, uh, is somebody that I've known in Vancouver for a really long time. And he also executive produced it. Um, and he was also Jules' acting coach. So he was around a lot. So it was kind of, it was a really easy fit, actually. And the director was a really incredible guy. His name's Mark Jean. And he had just rescued a dog from, I think, Texas. Um, and mm -hmm. so he had this, like, beautiful dog 
that would come to set with him uh, when, like, when she could. And so the very first day of shooting, he has this beautiful dog, uh, and we were shooting outside, and the scene that we shot first was near the end of the movie, where Mac finds me on a bench, sitting by the ocean. Uh And the dog would because I'm kind of upset in the scene, the dog would sense I was upset and it would come up and put its head on my knee. (laughs) It was so adorable, but it was also like the dog can't be in the shot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that dog, like it it was a big bonding thing for a lot of people because, and sort of interesting because Mark had told me that he'd only rescued it about two weeks before they started prep on the movie and the dog at that time was so scared that it wouldn't even come out from under his desk Mm. and it was just so it was incredible how much she transformed into this dog that like absolutely is in love with mark and like she just follows him around never heard her bark even once and would generally stay by his side when you know we're shooting the film and he's directing um so that was uh that was pretty cool. I love, I love stories like that, that people do things like that. Yeah, it's amazing. So you're a big animal person. You, it seems like you bond with the animals that you work with. <laughs> I love animals. <laughs> I don't have any, though. Uh, I just kind of feel like it's not really fair to them because I'm, I'm not, I'm away so much. I mm-hmm. work so much. Yeah. Well, I guess at least you get to work with a lot, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have uh, you have a series coming up uh, uh, called Sirens. Yes, it's just Siren. Oh, okay, Siren. Yeah, it's it's Siren in terms of like a mermaid is a is a siren. Like they have like folklores about women that were sirens that would give like sing a magical song that would lure fishermen uh, and their boats into crash into the rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Siren is a a, a story or a show about this mermaid obsessed town um and then mermaids come and then the dealing with that because sometimes they're not always the friendliest. Uh-huh. Oh, so and, say- and based on the poster art it seems like it's going to be kind of darkish. Yes, it's very dark and mysterious and kind of a little scary. Um, If you watch the trailers, you'll definitely get a big sense of that. And I play the main town deputy, Deputy Marissa. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Would you compare it to like any, I don't know, like any shows that are currently on kind of in tone and feel or is it just kind of its own thing? (sighs) Interesting. Well trying to think what to be i haven't actually seen a lot of it i've only Mm -hmm. seen sort of clips here and there and then when i do it's called adr which is automated dialogue replacement yeah Uh um i've seen clips from that but some people said it has sort of like a twin peaksy kind of feel um but yeah i'm not i'm not really sure so like more Twin Peaks, less Vampire Diaries. That's a, that's a tough one. Like, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Right, right. You know? but, it's, but it's definitely got like that, 
mysterious, dark vibe that you don't really know what's going to happen next. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Wow. How, so you did, you've done three Hallmark movies so far this year, plus a series that's going to be airing, plus another movie, uh, Dog's Way Home is what I read. And how do you balance all of this? You <laughs> it <sleep>? was, it, <laughs> I, when I can. Absolutely. It's funny because I'm actually shooting a pilot right now as well. Oh my gosh. So the, it was, you know, it was a bit challenging at times, but I'm so, it all worked out, which was a miracle. Like at one time I was shooting three different projects. I was shooting Siren. I was shooting A Dog's Way Home. And I was shooting, uh, was it Deadly Deed? Could have been Deadly Deed. And it was crazy because Deadly Deed we shot in Victoria, which you can only get there by a plane or a ferry. Mm -hmm. And so I would fly to Victoria, work, and then fly back the next day to work on Siren. so that one that week and a half where I was working on three different shows was definitely a little bit challenging but um I like to be really really well prepared so I basically at the end of every night I would just sort of shed off that character and then refocus on whatever I was doing the next day yeah yeah that must be challenging to go from like uh I mean, I guess at least Deadly Deed is a mystery, so maybe it's not, it's not like a, a huge uh, changing of, of uh, things, but still, I think that would be hard. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, they're very, very different characters as yeah. well. And one of the things that I feel really helps me is, like, obviously being super prepared, but also the costumes, Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah really really help because like me as deputy marissa i wear like a deputy uniform <laughs> and i have like you know sensible practical shoes if i need to like chase someone and i have like a gun belt and so it's like it's very different than my character whitney sloan in deadly deed who's a bookstore owner and she's sort of she's definitely a lot more feminine and um it's a little bit more pretty and more colorful so i feel like the costume always really helps me a lot amazing um i've heard a lot of time that the physical physicality of a character really helps you inform like your performance so like posture and how they hold their hands and things and so i imagine that would apply to like a deputy who would have to have like the weight of their gun belt would make them walk differently and things like that Absolutely. Like one of the things that I tried to focus on being uh, Marissa was to always make sure that I'm really grounded. So that to me meant, you know, standing with a bit wider of a stance, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was just a bit more masculine. It was a bit more commanding. Um, That's something that I thought about quite a bit. And also I feel like she would be a lot more still she would sort of watch and take things in more than jumping to conclusions versus Whitney was at times I feel like <laughs> I, I was like how much coffee was I drinking that day she is talking so fast <laughs> cool. that's really cool well we like to kind of end our interviews with a little like fun uh, some fun questions awesome. and uh so uh amber's gonna gonna give you those and uh so 
Yes, I like to consider these our teen beat questions. Love so. it. <laughs> um, so the first one, best ice cream flavor. Oh, uh, like a creamsicle uh, flavor. You can get ice cream that tastes exactly like a creamsicle. Oh. Amazing. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, favorite color? Blue. Great. Um, what music are you listening to right now? Like what would be on your iPod? You know what? I started listening to Miley Cyrus the other day. <laughs> I was just like really into, I heard like this one song by her and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm okay. So on my Spotify or whatever I'm listening to, I'm like, let's type in Miley Cyrus radio. Nice. I love it. <laughs> the, the, you're making great choices. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, and then what is your go-to date night food? Pizza. Oh, Ooh, what kind is favorite? Well, I'm, I have a food allergy, so I'm celiac and lactose intolerant, which is like a horrible combination for someone who loves pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but I always, like, I generally never stray from a ham and pineapple pizza. Oh. oh that's just the right choice. Oh, I don't know if I can allow that, but, but that's okay. <laughs> and, and actually ham and pineapple or Canadian bacon and pineapple? Because there is difference. There is a difference, but it's always ham. Okay, good. Yeah. You're making all the right choices. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. And then uh, kind of goes along with this go-to date night activity. Watching a movie. What do you think is a good date night? movie a good date name something scary so you kind of have to be close to one another <laughs> yeah uh, like what would I, you say is the best scary movie oh my goodness well mama is one of the scariest movies i think i've ever seen mm -hmm. right I, I didn't want to watch it but uh <laughs> the the girl who played my daughter in sign sealed delivered who's from vancouver uh, mm -hmm. Megan Charpentier, she plays one of the daughters in Mama. And so we were sort of talking about it because um, she worked with Jessica Chastain, which is like amazing, right? Yeah. Um, and so she was talking about it. I'm like, I haven't watched it. I've got to watch it. And I watched it and I was so scared. <laughs> I'm like, Megan, you did not prepare me for that movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, man. I've never, I'm, a, I'm kind of a scary movie wimp. I mean, I'm a huge wimp, but I, I tough it out. I mean, I, sure, I'm covered in blankets, and I like have to have people around me, and I <laughs> want to be protected, but I go for it. Well, it's so funny, because I watched that movie with my husband, and I look over, and he has his shirt pulled up over <laughs> his eyes, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm in this, watching this. <laughs> That's funny. That's cute. That's really cute. Uh, yeah, I th I think Jaws is a great scary movie to watch uh, uh, on a like a date or with a group or whatever because it's just so it's just the music and just everything. Yeah. It's that's such a good movie. Just don't watch it before you go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I have seen places where they have like a big projector in the ocean yeah. while you watch Jaws. Are you I, I don't even know how you could manage that. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I think it would be fun. I'd be all about it. 
Okay, and then the next one um, is dogs or cats? Oh, that's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Because literally <laughs> the only animal that I ever had as a pet was a cat. And the reason that I haven't allowed myself to get pets is because my cat died and I was so distraught mm -hmm. and so heartbroken that I'm like, I can never go through that again. <laughs> um, I, ah, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, just, I'm, not that many people, I pick, choose. Not I that many people pick cats. So, so maybe really? throw them a, <laughs> well, it's funny because my sister, my little sister had a cat that was completely psycho. It was like <laughs> the scariest cat to be around because you didn't know what it was going to do and it didn't like anybody except for her. So it would just like you'd be randomly walking and it just come flying up and like attack your leg. <laughs> but so not that cat, but not that cat. We were, we were certain she was possessed. And then um, beaches or mountains? Beaches. That's also a tough one. I love to ski, but oh, I love to lay out by like a pool or the sand mm. i love the warm okay. it's heaven great to me yeah. all right um and then fancy dress like ball gown or sweats sweats definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right and then favorite holiday christmas for sure yeah okay i mean it's it is basically the most popular holiday in the world. So yeah. <laughs> how could you beat it? It was always like, it was always a really big deal in my family. And also living so far away from my family now, that's generally the one time of year that we're all together. So mm -hmm. it makes it pretty special. And this one is often really tricky for you Canadians because you don't get the Hallmark Channel, but favorite Hallmark movie. And you can pick one you've been in. We don't care. I would probably, I would say, I'm going to pick, yeah, Sign Seal Delivered, Impossible Dream. Good um, one. Yeah, a lot of, I had a lot of fans reach out to me about that, that movie and how special they felt it was and how, yeah, just how much they loved it. So it was a really special experience for me um, in honoring this character and, just seeing how much people enjoyed it really, really meant a lot. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's the perfect answer. You really nailed it. We love <laughs> Sign Seal Delivered over here. <laughs> so. There's such a good group of people, like the main cast and just like the creator and the director. It's just like, there's such good people. Cool. Yeah. Great. It's a, it's a show with so much heart and Yes. Every yeah. every movie is just so great. Yeah, Martha's so just brilliant. Like she literally is one of the smartest, most powerful women that I've ever met and she's just like she, her presence is just wow. Yeah. Like I can't say enough good things about her. She has just an amazing heart, but she's also just like so she just captures a room. She's so powerful you can tell you can tell that there's someone like that behind the show for sure so that's really cool 
Uh, so thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. It was so fun talking to you too. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like, I have to put a face to the voice. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, you know, check you out online. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, so make sure that you check out on Wednesday for the podcast, our regular episode. We are going to be uh, talking about the four mystery programs that have aired movies that have aired so far this year we're going to be ruth is going to be joining us ruth hill and we're really excited for that we also have our when calls the heart recap which will be on thursday and ruth will also uh, be our regular co-host with that and we're it's going to be the big wedding we're going to be recapping so that will be amazing to talk about <laughs> and uh, and then this weekend on Hallmark, we have the Royal Matchmaker uh, with Bethany Joy Lentz and Will Camp coming up. So something to look forward to. And of course, more When Calls the Heart. So uh, that will be so much fun. And uh, so thanks again so much, Tammy. We really appreciate it. And where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media or that kind of thing? People can find me on Twitter at Real Tammy Gillis and on Instagram under that handle as well. And then I also have a Facebook page, uh, which is the official Tammy Gillis. And I'd love to hear from you. Give me a shout out. Give me a tweet. Follow me. Uh, let me know what you think about the movie. And thank you so much. Um, ladies, uh, that uh, this was so much fun. It was a great uh, great, great chat, Rachel and Amber. I really appreciate it. And say hi to Ruth Hill for me. She's interviewed me a couple of times and she's super lovely. Um, we will. She's, she's the best. And uh, yeah. so, uh, and we'll have all of those links in the description section. So check that out. And Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Awesome. And you can find me at uh, Smiling LDS Girl on social media and at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. So check that out and uh, make sure you're following us on Hallmarkies Pod at, on Instagram, Twitter, other social media. We try to post every day on those various sites. So uh, thanks again. We had so much fun talking with you and we look forward to, uh, to Siren and your many other projects coming up. Great. Thanks so much, ladies. Thank right. you. Bye. Have a great day.